0: Welcome to the Women of Marvel podcast where we assemble to talk all things Marvel and more. This is Judy Stevens, producer, bringing you today, episode 49, another double-stuffed podcast. First up, we chat with Victoria Alonso, EVP, visual effects, and post-production about the Ant-Man challenge. And then, stay tuned for the recording of the BookCon panel with our own A.G. Cohen and YA author Margaret Stoll. As always, we ask you to rate and review on iTunes. Tweet at us at Marvel, hashtag woman of Marvel. And if you got any questions, send them to us at womenofmarvel.com. Enjoy the podcast.
1: Welcome back to a very special Women of Marvel podcast where the women of Marvel assemble to talk all things Marvel and more. I'm Adri Cowan, I'm the social media manager. And I'm Judy Stevens, producer, and we
0: have on the phone Victoria Alonso, EVP, visual effects and post-production. We are so excited to have you on the phone, Victoria.
2: Hello,
1: ladies. Marvel Studios is so lucky to have you. I squeal every time I see your name in the credits by the way.
2: Um, I I knew there would be one person squealing, at least one, and it's not my mom. Everyone wants to know why we're all clapping (laughs) during the
1: credits. (laughs)
3: Um,
1: But today we really wanted to talk to you about a special program that you're a part of. Judy has all the facts for anyone who's interested um, in learning about this program. Judy? So this is, so we're talking about
0: the... Ant-Man, Marvel's Ant-Man Microtech Challenge. Um, Marvel, Dolby Laboratories, Visa Signature, and Raspberry Pi came together and are looking nationwide for girls ages 14 to 18, grades 9 to 12 to create and share microtechnology based on do-it-yourself projects. So things built in your house... Um, Things built in your house, found materials, stuff like that. So uh, yesterday, June 11th, was the last day um, for submissions. But we really wanted to get together with Victoria and talk a little bit about what the project is, how it came about, um, and, you know, why it's so important for young women all over America to sort of get together and talk science.
1: And not only do you get to work on something really cool as a young woman, but you get to win awesome prizes.
0: Yeah, so uh, five amazing young ladies will get the chance to go to L.A. and be on the red carpet for Marvel's Ant-Man on June 29th. Ooh, it's so cool. So, Victoria. exciting. Yes, yeah, so it's very exciting. So, um, you know, how did you sort of get involved with this Project.
2: Well, we, uh, Lyle Breyer uh, at Disney uh, contacted me a while back when we were doing For the Dark World, and we did a very similar event for uh, uh, science in the, uh, in the Sword of the Dark World challenge. And at that time I think it was about 10 girls, and they did some pretty phenomenal um, things to get to be a part of it, and we realized that Young women don't get a chance to be a part of these events um, in the in the science divisions or technology or math um, early on, and that was something that, alongside with Dolby and Disney uh, and Marvel, being that some of our female um, characters are scientists and know technology, um, and they're just downright kick-ass women. Um, but that it will be great to encourage young young women in high school to show us what they're thinking and to raise some awareness um, in, the, in the country uh, through this process and through this experience to show that, you know, girls can do it too. I think the most important part for, uh, for me and what I take away from it is we have bright, smart, competent, Girls out there that just need a place to dump all this wonderful brain cells, and I think that this particular um, program that, that Disney spearheaded through um, through Marvel and with our movies also at the at the forefront, it's not only is not only is it interesting and smart and. Uh, it, you know, what is? I mean, I guess it's fun for them, but it's, it's it's super important for other people to be aware that STEM labs and STEM groups are out there. They just need to grow and they need to have a place. So one of the things that we found out when we met with the girls is that sometimes there were one of two or one of three in the school. Um, and they felt like they were outcasts, like, you know, like every every other girl wanted to be in music or, or arts or uh, some sports or drama. And and I said, well, you know, when you go back, what you need to do is you need to be your own pioneer. What you need to do is you go out there and tell them that math and technology is not boring, that math, science and technology can open doors. You can can actually shape the future of certain things without math and technology there will be no ipod no ipad no iphone no no android no computers no i mean like i can go on and on about what technology has given us and a lot of it is fun but a lot of it is super smart communication skills that we have that they can put to work that's a long answer to your question.
0: That was a great answer. I mean, uh, as as a as a girl who grew up in science and and was totally a nerd, having um, having programs like this that allow women to come together, young women to come together and sort of see uh, other women in their fields or industry they're looking for or, you know, other girls in the community that they can reach out to and 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 thus create a bigger community of scientists uh, and encourage more and more women to to get out there and and get into these fields that we really need more women in
2: well yeah and it's is also not only do we need women to be interested but we need men uh, to understand that it's a better field when you have a balance of men and women so it's a, it's a combination of the two It's not just oh, women have to show up. Well, men have to, uh, if they're the ones in the room, they need to open the door and allow it in. Um, and there was a there was a comment yesterday by a very well-known scientist, Tim Hunt, who said uh, that uh, it's hard to have women around because you fall in love with them, they fall in love with you, and then they cry a lot. And there was a backlash of um of what women scientists said. And it was a, a phenomenal backlash of saying like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't go to lead my uh, PhD research because I'm too busy being emotional. And um, what, what is interesting about it is that the old guard of scientists is saying one thing, but to be honest with you, the new guard of science is with women in it. And it's super important for people to know it. And it's also important for people when they make these kind of comments to say, hang on, that might have been when you were coming up in the ranks because I think the gentleman is in his 60s or 70s. But today is very different. And today the world is better because women are bringing forward their ideas and their experiences because we are 51% of the population of the world. So just by the sheer right of being the... the majority of the world, we can actually have something to share and something to say about how technology goes about. But the most important part, I think, and uh, which I hope your podcast um, shares with the world is this happens when kids are smaller. Um, I do a prayer with my daughter. My daughter is almost five. And every night I do a prayer from the movie The Help. I don't know if you've seen that movie. It's a wonderful movie for... And about women and the nanny used to say you're kind you're smart you're beautiful you are important and i always say that and at the end i say an excellent in math <laughs> i
1: wish someone said that to me because i was not excellent at math
2: <laughs> well here's the thing here's the thing the fact that you hear it when you're three four five already takes away the stigma that you're not good at it it's true so I mean, yeah. when you approach it, when you go at it, it's like, well, my mommy used to say I was excellent, so maybe I am. And so already you, that door gets swung open and you're in. And maybe you're not excellent, but you're pretty good. And maybe you're not pretty good, you're average. So what? I'm just saying that we have to encourage girls to do everything that boys do, and they will choose for themselves if it's truly what they want to do. What we can do is shut the door because somebody thinks that's not what girls do. It's not, that's not today on 2015 in this world, that beautiful world that we live in, that is just not an acceptable attitude.
0: Agreed. I mean, definitely. We we actually had Clark Gregg on our podcast a couple of months ago, and he talks about how his daughter is going to a special um, engineering type high school um, because she's yeah. really interested in engineering and. And it really just, it's kind of amazing that that is, you know, we've, I I think that, you know, we still have so much far to go, but we've, we've gone so far that we now have these special schools and communities and programs like the, the microtechnology that that allows women to come together and, uh, and, and talk about science and not be, you know, belittled because we're emotional, you know? Uh, I I think that this...
2: I think part of, part of what is great about women is that we are emotional and uh, we all need to get over that. It's part of who we are and we should embrace it. Now, what is really sad is when you look at the research and you see that if girls and boys apply for the same job or young adults, usually with the same skill and the same, the same amount of knowledge, usually is the men that get it, not the, not the girls. And usually, if the girls get it, they get $4,000 paid less than boys do. This is all research that is standing. It's out there. It's real. Now, they changed the research, and instead of having full names in the front, they put, they put uh, initials, and it all swerved towards the girls. So that goes to tell you that it's not just girls don't get out there. There is stigma around female scientists, female mathematicians, female technologists, female uh, engineers that we as a society need to get over. Women are smart, deal with it.
0: Yes, agreed. As, as the two women in the room and one on the phone, we are incredibly intelligent women. Look <laughs> at us roar on this podcast.
2: <laughs>
1: so smart, but also so emotional. Yes, because <laughs> we are excited no, I, for it.
2: I, I love it that we're emotional, that we can laugh and we can cry. And listen, I, I want a world of balance, right? I don't want all female scientists either. I don't want all female ci- mathematicians. I just want to have a 50-50. I think I long for the day that in our lifetime, at least in mine, I can look at my daughter and say, you know what, we fought the fight so you girls can have the 50-50. Now you do what you will with it, but we fought it so that you don't have to be the 2% of the engineering department. It just, that's just what I would like for my daughter to have.
1: It's an amazing aspiration, and I think it's important. She is going to grow up and yeah. have a lot of pressure on her, <laughs> but she's going to be no, so successful. No, listen, there's no
2: pressure on this child, only because I don't know what's the best for her. And whatever it is that it is, she will be it. I, I, you know, I, I know because I lived it for my mother. My mother always said, It's what makes you happy. And for the longest of time, she kept asking, Does that make you happy? And I kept saying, yeah, it does. She goes, really, being a production assistant makes you happy. You're picking up garbage. You have full-on degrees. And I said, but it does make me happy. I, I enjoy the process of production. She said, okay, if it makes you happy. You know, and, you know, she looks at me today. I think to this day she's not quite aware of what I do or what I don't do. And consistently over the years, she said to me, does it make you happy. And so I have lived a life of regardless of what I accomplish, I stay in jobs and I stay in companies until I'm not happy. And when I'm not happy, I'm done. And I think that people, if you can, you should try and live that way because you will give it your best in math and science and art and storytelling in any thing that you do in this life. If you're happy, if you're happy, you are giving your best. It doesn't
1: have to be anybody else's happiness. It has to be yours. That's amazing advice. <laughs> yeah, thank Agreed. you.
0: Well, um, yeah. I, I think that we talked. We uh, we really talked a lot about this Ant Man challenge. Uh, we're we're so excited that uh, you know you guys are doing another one of these microtech challenges, and hopefully, maybe in the future, we see even more uh, to sort of help and uh, help young young female scientists out there.
2: Well, I just want to make Captain Marvel, ladies. That's what I want to make. <laughs> we can't wait for that yes, one. Yes, don't worry.
1: <laughs> We're really excited every for that.
2: Every day. Every day I just wait for that day. Thank but you so I, much well, again. Unless you need anything else from me, you have a nice day, and hopefully you'll call me again.
1: We yes, thank you again.
0: So we want to thank Victoria for joining us to talk about the Microtech Challenge. For anyone out there who's interested in more information, make sure you guys go to Ant. -manchallenge.com to find out even more and make sure you guys look for the red carpet live stream on June 29th to see those lovely ladies walk the red.
1: And see Ant-Man in theaters July 17th, which is a day after my birthday.
0: Oh, look at someone who's also dropping their birthday. <laughs> we will check you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>
3: Can you
4: guys hear me? We haven't really started yet, but can I get um like your crazy arms up oh crazy arms up? What is it to be at the panel? That was like kind of pathetic, like I was happy that you did it. (laughs) Super happy in fact that you did it, but honestly, I know you had it. Do you wanna see? Should we just see? Okay, I'm gonna mic you. Hold on. All right. ARE
3: YOU HAPPY TO BE HERE?! Yeah. Oh, so did you oh, like I'm that good.
4: one? No? no we're not, we're not, we're not. Well, I'm
3: happy to be here. And that, that, I
4: could have done that screen. So thanks, i just checking on that. The doors have officially
5: closed everyone, so are you prepared to talk about some women in Marvel? Seated to my lovely left.
4: Did you go in order of preference?
5: Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, so so, I went by alphabet.
4: Oh, oh that's true. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then
5: seated to my left needs no introduction. She is Margaret Stull. the number one.
4: chair for Mazza's Hair, Dying Twice in the Bathtub. All right, I'm done.
3: You going to continue to talk
5: with
1: us. Okay. All
3: right, so. someone you want me to ask the question? <laughs> I, will, I will ask. Uh, so we had a power earlier today and we
1: talked about what was really important. And the first thing that came to mind was the fact that Margaret has daughters and that She's is creating um, a character that is so so important, and I want you to talk about
4: that. Does she seem all like small and mumbly to you? In the back, can you hear her? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can everybody hear us? Because I'm super deaf and old. I appear I appeared to you today as a miracle of modern science. I have been perfectly preserved. But I actually couldn't even hear you down here. But it could have been just that I was down here. But back row, did you hear Adri? Yes. Alright, no? Oh we gotta we gotta yeah. barely, barely. No. No. I want right. like, you're gonna make out with this microphone, Adrian, and I wanna
1: hear it all. So why we'll you do lay that on that microphone? Yeah. 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 Yes? Yes. yes. Alright, let's
5: let's have Let's keep
4: it let's keep it clean. Let's keep it clean. Yeah. Lay yeah. the question, no one I, I, she just did. Oh, loudly? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a little bit of ADHD. You may be picking up on that. We're gonna pretend that's all great. Because it actually is. ADHD focus issue, brothers and sisters. Woo! Thank you very much. This is how we all end up on buying. <laughs> Six seconds. That's awesome. Okay,
1: I'm gonna bring it back around. Okay. Margaret. Yeah. You have daughters. You have daughters.
4: I remember the question daughters, I have a 22-year-old, I know, Miracle of Modern Science, I have a 22-year-old, I should stop saying their ages, I have a 22-year-old, a 19-year-old, and a 14-year-old. My daughters are, I would say a different word, but since technically Disney involved with this panel, I'm going to say bad butts.
3: <laughs> they are bad
4: butts. right? Yeah. Okay. I thought you could We're say butts super clean. Are we recording this, by the we way, for, um... Yes, we are. So you guys are participating in a Woman of Marvel podcast right now. Yeah. You will have to tune in and hear your particular gal later.
3: Yeah. 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 You're golden. Your
4: she can listen just for that one. I have daughters. I always have. I started with the Beautiful Creatures novels that I wrote with my writing partner, Kami Garcia, who, okay, that was like a muted, but I'll take it, because I was mid-sentence, and I know you were being polite, but um, I always wanted to write for the, the girls and boys I knew who were very smart, who could take care of themselves. My girls are fencers. They come armed with weapons. That's a true story. Um, we made video games for a long, long time, and, uh, and they, their opinion always mattered to us. We used them to focus test games. So um, I worked on Spider-Man for Marvel at Activision. I worked on Fantastic Four at our own company. So we, we always valued uh, a teen reader, player, and my own daughter, so they grew up thinking everyone in the world really wants to know their opinion on all things, <laughs> which is true. And those are the people I write for. And anyone who, I mean 80% of YA books are also read by adults, but anyone who thinks it's easier to write a book for a, a genre book or a commercial book or a book for a teenager, it thinks if they think that's easier, they're just wrong because Teens are more judgmental than anyone I know. They have a sense for the the authentic. They will murder you for messing it up, and our fandom is just the same. So, like, I feel like I've been trained in the refiner's fire of hard times, and I think uh, I hope I got this one right. That's I just couldn't kept going, so I'm cutting myself off. Well,
1: what I wanted to know is, did having daughters affect the way that you shaped the character of Black Widow in this book? Uh, did you guys hear that one? Yes. <laughs>
4: See, this, what it works, it works so well. Yes, I write strong women, I write strong men, my husband's the biggest feminist I know, I I believe that people are powerful. So what I'm interested in in Natasha might be different than someone, but you know, and, and basically everyone in Marvel. I'm interested in their loyalties, what they care about, what they value, who they love, how they you know, how they kick butts, um, and, uh, and, and what makes them tick. And, and my 14-year-old is a huge Black Widow Avengers fan, like many Tumblr lovers, experienced the first Avengers movie totally through gifs, <laughs> <laughs> and went to see the movie that matched all the best bits she'd already experienced with her fandom together online. And so I like I feel the same way about my tribe. When I go to Comic-Con and I first walk in every year and I've been going since it was in the Shrine Auditorium and we made games, my eyes kind of like start to prickle. Do you guys get that feeling if you've ever gone to the con? Where you're like, these are my people. And I feel that same way about Marvel and I feel that way at YA particular uh, team book events. So this has been a great experience because it's, I think that a lot of times, people who, who like books for teens also like comic books, and we read across the aisle from each other, so I'm excited to hook, to hook both sides of that aisle up, and including my daughters. And in the comic books, she has years and years and years
1: of history, so how did you work that into what you were doing, how much, what, what was the research like? Um, what did you do to prepare and get in her headspace?
4: Um, well, well, you work at Marvel. So, in the sense that this is a conversation, how do you ever deal with like the whole, you know, ove, as it's called of of a character? Like, it's so much to deal with for any given
2: moment in Marvel time. Marvel time is like dog years. I mean, once when I when I started working at Marvel, I had already been a comic book fan, but not in a way that I could be a
1: personal encyclopedia. So, I, I went in there, I was so excited and. But um, I said I'm gonna read everything. You're gonna you gonna read everything at Marvel. That life. is the biggest mistake you <laughs> make. I would need like fifty more years of my life to do that, because there's so much. Yeah. So but that's one of the reasons I love that this is happening. Yeah, because it's bringing more accessibility to Black Widow as a character. And right. I think there's going to be a lot of the crossover in uh, people who are reading the comic books and people who pick up this book and are like, yeah. you know what? I want
4: to read the comic do you ever do you ever panic and you're like, holy crap! Like I just can't find my way. There's just too much. I'm out of order. I don't know what's going on. Like,
1: I I have I understand it now. So there's all this history and all these amazing stories that were created at different times. Where there's all this there are different trends and there are different um, people writing these stories. So it over the years there's just so much. Learn. Yeah, and unless you really started as a kid, it's very, really very hard to catch up
4: with that. Yeah, I think that's right. For uh, I know for me, when I first worked on Spider-Man, I read every, I, I went to my friend Damon Khan, who was our art director, and um, he gave me, he entrusted to me, I was not allowed to take them out of the building, but he had a, his perfect, pristine Spider-Man collection, and I lovingly read you know, in order, every single, um, every single, uh, mostly it was Spider-Man and Venom, but I read all the way through, and it was like a transformative experience in my life. And I've loved comics, but that was the first time, and that's almost, you know, 20 years ago now or whatever, but that was the first time I really ingested like a whole, the whole storyline, sort of start to finish. Um, and that was crazy, and I've done that every time I've worked on a comic project. So Fantastic Four, we did it the same way, and our project came out the, at the time of the first Fantastic Four movie, which tells you exactly how old I am. We spent a lot of time trying, trying to get Jessica Alba's cheekbones right. <laughs> Apparently that's no longer relevant to to this moment. But um, I but the, we had the same experience, and we... I think we talked to Mark and we, You know, we did a lot of, it. actually, we briefly worked with uh, another marble writer. I'm trying to think of his name, but anyway, uh, I had, again, that experience of pulling in the whole thing. And then also, in both of those moments, I was weaving in things I cared about, so the ruins of Tikal i become obsessed with, and if you look at the, um, Fantastic Four, the first game, you'll see the ruins of call that you spend exploring um, with the characters. And I see that, that w- that's kind of addictive when you can open up your personal field of knowledge and work within a canon that has so many years of history to it anyway. So it was the same with Black Widow, where you want to do right by Natasha Robanoff more than anything. I am consumed with the desperate fear of not doing right and passion for giving Natasha you know, everything she deserves. I'm slightly obsessed with her. And part of it is she's so hard to get to reveal herself. You know, Natasha's a withholder. So uh, I really had to sort of tease her point of view out of her, which was terrifying at first. Um, we kind of did this dance around each other, the character and I, uh, until we sort of figured out how we were gonna get along because writers are crazy. <laughs> that's the moral of that story. Completely crazy, because people are totally real, but I know you understand that, because I know they're totally real to you too. And that's the simpatico here. You know, that's, I get it. I'm in the tribe. I understand, and that's kind of like the give and take So it was great to pick out, of all those years, what part of Natasha's history, backstory, you know, what do we want to focus on now? And then really work with Marvel and Disney Publishing on it. And Sana Aminat is a genius. I don't know if you've ever met her or been to a panel. How many of you were at the last woman in Marvel panel? The greatest moment of my life. That was the best panel ever. I feel so sorry for all you other sad sacks. <laughs> that, was our bonding. that was our bonding moment. And it was a great warm reception for Black Widow. Yes. But that was where we kind of—that um, was sort of her welcome party, and uh, we really did. So I've worked a lot with Sana, I worked with Emily, Meehan at Disney uh, Press, Marvel Press to, you know, really work out how does this work for a teen audience, what works with Natasha, what of her story, you know, do we do we want to bring it to this moment right now? So it's been a, a lot of a lot of brains behind this, and it, I've been grateful for all of them.
1: Marvel, like you said the, the Marvel audience is so passionate and there's a portion of the audience that is really attached to canon really attached to the history did that make you nervous to delve into oh no, so,
5: no. <laughs> yeah how do you write in how do you write yourself in and out of canon when there's conflicts that are long standing when there's
4: it's cool ne- it's of, never <laughs> a problem
5: <laughs> <laughs> That's, no That's not complex
4: <laughs> um, Yes. The answer is, these are all true things. I, I was on a panel with Gene Len Yang. Do you know him? He's awesome. Avatar, and know, possible things, DC Superman. Um, and he, I was like, Gene, I'm cracking here, I'm dying. This is like, I feel like I'm in charge of Obama's authorized you know, biography and library. And he was like, oh, don't take yourself too seriously. I was like, no, it doesn't. And he said, hello, retconning. And I was like, well, I know that authors are working their way around the canon all the time, but that doesn't ever make you feel any better. You never relax about it, you know, because it's real. It's all real. So you want to make sure you get it all exactly right. Yeah, but also
1: sometimes what happened 50 years ago to this character doesn't make sense for who she is now. And for what the audience That's just nanites.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, so when in doubt there's nanites, don't you know anything?
4: <laughs> I'm totally joking. Um, yes, it is true that all of these stories are wonderful because they exist throughout history. And there have been great books about that actually. Um, all of the all of the Michael Shavin stuff about Superman and Cavalier uh, and Clay. I mean there. it's like it's great to see the historical moment of Of comics for the last fifty years, Um, and that's kind of why I like genre. You know, I like fantasy. I like science fiction. The Forever Wars or the classic sci-fi is always about a real war that's going on right now. Um, So, what do you think? So, you have to time now, right?
1: So, what what is it about Black Widow that? Why is this happening now? Why do you think that she's coming into the forefront? I think that. Well, I
4: mean, I. The great thing about Marvel fans is you guys are also all experts on the fandom, but I think this is, I think Natasha is having a moment. I think that women in comics are having a moment. I don't think it's an accident that they're both having a moment, and that these are these are things that people care passionately about. And I also think people care passionately, passionately about Natasha Romanoff because they feel like they really know her. Because Natasha, has been with us, you know, for a long time now, and and she's ours in some fundamental way. So it's, I love it when people argue about Black Widow because it all assumes this sort of authority of what they think about Black Widow. And anytime, anytime people will already will speak comfortably and candidly about a character they they themselves have an opinion on what rings true for her, then you know you're working with like an an insanely great universe. So that's sort of, that's my answer it, to all of it, is she is having a moment, and people arguing about her is is a testament to kind of the power of that character and what it means to a lot of people. Um, women in comics are killing it, guys. Killing it, killing it. It is, it is uh, you know, there are always, Incredibly strong, you know, male superheroes as well. But right now, the stuff that the women of Marvel is doing—like I would be here, sitting in the chairs you're sitting in—as your guys' biggest fan. I mean, it's insane. But what Sana is doing, what Kelly is doing, G Willow—like those are the Thor right now. Have you been reading that? Holy crikey, That is awesome book.
5: Are there any yeah, Marvel fans in here? Yeah.
4: Night, Scott Westerfield and Justine Marvelous there, and they were saying, you could tell who the cool people are. The good people are people who like Agent Carter. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, you're done. Know them. You're done. <laughs> they're,
5: they're not allowed to sit with us. <laughs> and they sent me cosplay
4: pictures of awesome. Agent Carter cosplay, which if you think about it, it's pretty hard cosplay. Because it's like your face. <laughs> like, how, do you, how do you get that face? Right? I was told by my husband that I could not pl- I could not pull it off. I was
3: like, "Dang!"
4: But I forgave him because he builds robots that fight with my cats.
3: <laughs> and what
4: else is love, people?
3: I do need to tell you that's something
4: about me. Aside from the video games, I come from the nerd family of all time. I don't know if you know this about me. Our annual family vacation is. Does anyone know? Pokemon World Championships. Pokemon Trading Card Game World Championships. I have a a daughter who's dating someone who's been sponsored by Nintendo or Pokemon since the age of seven. (laughs) Husband and daughter compete every year. We are as nerdy as it runs. We had to take her at age five to compete in head-to-head Pokemon uh, handheld tournaments in the malls. My husband failed out of the Tron uh, championship one league before Madison Square Garden. And to this day, he'll say, I could have been on the cover of Joystick Magazine! <laughs> to which invariably my daughters will say, yeah, what's a joystick?
3: <laughs>
4: but um, yeah, so we're, we're super nerds. So the, comic, the comics love sort of nerds and video games and um, cat robots has gone, has been with us, doomed. that's like the bible of my family. Do
1: you think that we are getting all of these women-led titles and, and creators because of social media?
4: Adri, do you have a role with social media at Marvel? No,
1: but that was a lead-in. Um,
4: Why do not you talk for us a, a second about the role of social media in the fandom?
1: Well, no, actually I, I really was
3: legitimately because I thought about that today,
1: and I was thinking, wow, you know, if if we if people hadn't banded together and shown an interest in the character of Black Widow, yeah. and shown interest in in sharing their what they want to see in comics, yeah. I I can I can safely say that a lot of these titles, you know, would not have been produced. And I think it's it's because that people are speaking up, and now everybody has an opportunity to talk to us
3: directly.
4: Oh, absolutely, and I think that's changed, I mean, you guys know that, it's changed a lot of fandoms. You, uh, maybe you don't actually know the extent to which the creators, whether or not they admit it, follow your Twitter feeds. I mean, I, I shouldn't even, that's like our dirty secret, no one tells you, but we're all friends here, so I'm just going to lay it out for you. You tweet a picture of us. You don't think I look at it and think, "Oh, she's cute. I wonder what her life is like." (laughs) We see everything, and we spend ridiculous amounts of time on your lives, (laughs)
3: especially cat videos. Yeah. (laughs) Reach out
4: to me, M. Stoll, M. S. T. O. H. L. I do want to see your cat.
3: (laughs) Adrian does too, whether she admits
4: it or not. No, actually, so does Mask. Yeah,
5: We, we had a whole conversation about it.
4: It's a little problem, um, but no, really. So, like that. I mean, you're you're kidding yourself now <laughs> if you if you don't know how interconnected our lives all are, and we we care what you think. We listen to you. We we have to do it for ourselves too. But we are out there, kind of like. We're sharing the fandom with you. We watch the same shows and you know follow the hashtags of people going through the episodes we're going through. Like we're all in this together. Uh, I you know I just I just caught up on Thor and kind of Thor's big reveal and my first instinct was to go online and find out what you know what did you guys think right because because it's no fun to be here alone and kind of, once you can harness social media for good instead of evil, which is basically blocking it out for days at a time when someone tells you you're a loser, and trying not to look at that. But the rest of the time, you know, like, it's sort of a collective stewardship. We're kind of, we're in this thing together. And that is totally awesome, and I think that actually has changed everything. Don't you?
1: Right. I too, because
2: you're coming at it with, as a
1: creator and a, a, a person, and I've been following social media as a brand. Yeah.
4: So I, I'll, what's it like to be Marvel? Well, <laughs> I'm not that person, but um, <laughs> I, I see. She's it all run away. Look over there.
1: I, I have the streams open, and it's Marvel, Captain America, Thor, Avengers, and, and all. You the, sit at the throne of
4: I power. I sit there, and it's all. I've actually literally plugged it in my brain, just in my eyes. It's under your hair, the little yeah.
1: But it's, um, it's interesting because I see people talking to our brand yeah. as, as though we're just sometimes mean
3: person. That's yeah. Like, um, and I can't, I, I
4: can't take it personally because I'm not that person, but you as a creator, you have people just forgetting that you're an actual human being. Yeah. And uh, Well, people forget that people on the internet are actual human beings all the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And that's one of the problems of the internet, is it, uh, it can be a sad, sad place. Um, the marketplace never feels good. I always say this to my friends when they're going through um, a release of a book. We say it to them for games when they're going through a code release as well. Um, and by the way, video game fans can be a lot, they can be a lot harsher than they can be harsh, <laughs> um, But the, the point is, you gotta love what you're doing more. You know, you just gotta, you gotta use what's useful. It's like, like anybody. You know, it's part of the, at this point, I think it's sort of part of the deal. Do you think any of that
1: feedback online made any difference in how you wrote the of the book? Uh,
4: I don't think it changed me during the process, but I think that Participating in the fandoms and Comic Con and seeing every single you know movie and following the shows, but also following just the comics for 20 years now, I think that that made me a different person than I would have been if I hadn't sort of already been in the fandom for sure. Um, but no, then I tried to block everybody out because you have it's real and it's a, as they say in Dune beginning is a delicate time. <laughs> and uh, you really have to sort of make your own piece. And I had to also get inside Natasha Romanoff's head, which was a Herculean challenge. She does not let people in her head. Um, so working that all out requires a great deal of silence um, more than almost anything else. But, but I'm a product of the noise. I
5: have a question for both of y'all leading into that too. I mm-hmm. to don't want to genderize too much. Do you feel like you get different feedback, and I guess for you too, when you're online, do you get different feedback from male writers about certain male, I guess, readers about certain things that you post or certain things that you write or the fact that you're writing a black widow as opposed to like female writers or, or readers?
4: I think Adrian probably has a different uh, answer about this, but for me, a lot of it is also about the ages of who I'm responding to. Um, I was with... A, I, was, I mean, my 14-year-old is very, very sophisticated, and she'll talk to you about your, um, you know, your, um, your, uh, your reflected misogyny or whatever. You know, she has the same language as like the rest of mankind, thank you, Tumblr. But, um, <laughs> and and she has for years now, also thank you, Tumblr. But, um, but at the same time, I was with a group of her friends taking, going to Benihana, hello, surf and turf, For her birthday, and they were having an argument about the movie. And then one of them said something after like 20 minutes of me hearing, you know, lofty theoretical arguments. One of them said something that made me think they said, you know, um, talked about a character as a real person and just basically talked about it in a way like that there were no directors or writers or, you know, there were no producers. These were, you know, they, the Avengers are real, and, and they were all hanging out in Tony's apartment, and this was life. And you know, they and this group of fourteen-year-olds was one apartment over, you know, sharing this life, not sharing it, sharing it, you know. And I realized that that is some critical spark that lives in all of us to different degrees, but we relate to it differently as we get older. But these are real people. The characters are real. That's kind of why it, it works. I mean, it, it that's how it works for me. So I get, I get, I I just get really stressed out about characters in comic books as if their lives were absolutely real, you know? And I think, I mean, have you ever had that? You've had that, right? That's why cosplay is fun. Because that is that moment of real, not real, yes.
3: Cosplay is fun. What do Um, you think? I think it's
1: less about gender and more about the time period that you started engaging and that's a really good point. So, as I said before, if you started reading the comic books as a as a kid and grew up with this very distinct view of who this person is, and that, that's a lot of what I saw, and I'm sure everybody saw on, online about Thor, um, and and but well, I think that's awesome because if you weren't getting uh, passionate about this, then that would mean that it didn't matter. Right. And, and even seeing some of And I mean, you didn't kind of
4: know the fandom and you didn't, like, have a stake. Right. It, it I appreciate a stakes. Yeah. Or, and the difference of stakes. It's,
1: it's a direct connection to the character in this book. And it upsets you when something is changed. That is that is a legitimate, important yeah. response. Even if it's not always positive, uh, it shows you how much that, that character
3: means. To
1: the world.
4: That that goes across the uh, aisle to teen YA in general, where like right now Rainbow Rowls, you know who that is, is a great author. She's a genius, and comic book fan, by the way. She asked for an early copy to read, and um, but she is writing the fan fiction that a character in her book Fangirl is writing in the book. So the book that she's publishing this, you know, next year is the fan fiction. That her fictional character was writing the year before, and that's the level at which all these sort of stories and stories about stories and stories inspired by stories live together. And I think one thing the internet has done is we commit so passionately to um, to our you know our commitments, right? Our shows and our, our books and the things we follow that we just want to consume every single thing possible. So that's what I'm like. I'm a binge, I call it binge flicks, watching Hulu, Netflix, all the, you know, and I want to speed through, you know, I want to see every inch of Daredevil, I might want to run through it, I want to see
1: every inch.
4: We can share it online. I want to see my daughter's fan art, who goes to school all day and compulsively draws Daredevil. She's not drawing Natasha Rubinoff. And the fan art for characters who don't exist yet except in her own head. And this is the point! Like, that's the beauty of the whole thing, is You know, my friend who writes TV says TV is for really lonely people who want to tune in every week and see their friends. And I said, yes, I do. (laughs) And it upsets me when they're not there. Or when they change. (laughs) And I think that's just part of the deal of right now. And you can love it or not. I love it. I love it. It's my whole, like, my life is my family. I I love it. But people have, again, different, you know, different
1: yeah, and I think if you don't, if, if there isn't somebody a little bit angry about some, any changes that you've made, that means that you haven't taken any risks with that character, and it could yeah. be really important for whatever is going on right now. Like in this, I am so excited for your book because you're going to be reaching a, a great new audience of people who want this, who need this character, yeah. and who can start to appreciate a hero that they can relate to, that they see that there are they're, they're damaged people that, that can still do awesome things. Yeah,
4: um, well I think that's the great gift of Natasha Romanoff, right? Is that like, you can bring your damage out and be like, here I am, I'm functioning, how I can function specific to me. Which, by the way, lest you think she's a weirdo, that's more like all of you than anyone else. I mean, we all... We all carry with our, our little our walls within walls within walls within walls. But who's more damaged than teenagers? Am I right? <laughs> Paula! No. I Everyone else you know. Don't they I'm teach you anything at social H- media management schools? <laughs> yes. Are you ever
5: surprised by the, by the sheer just passion or anger when you like
4: post something that just seems
5: this should be no big deal, like it's all over whatever, and then you post it and it's like, fire story. No, um, actually there's a
4: fabulous, a- Andrea's here, Andrea hand. halla EW Andrea, Andrea thank you, did a great <laughs> long interview about, uh, about the birth of this book in EW, uh, in print and online right now, and, um, and then Marvel put it up and it broke the internet, <laughs> and was the most tweeted tweet uh, in the world for a whole hour, yeah, but the <laughs> Twitter chat, yeah. that is like 42,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of scary, right? I mean, it's, it's, if you mess up, you're going to really miss that well, up. At, at first, when I first started,
3: I was like, okay, two million
1: people, when I click this button, they're going to see what, what I'm posting.
4: Do you ever have like, the urge to write, mama? I do, I do. I, <laughs> I
1: actually sometimes have the urge to respond to certain things I shouldn't, but I don't.
4: Like when people are like, "Hire me right now,"
1: yeah. you're like, "Come on in." For people who want to be roles in in films, they're like, "I'm so you looking for this character." Here's a picture of me in a pose. So you and did really you like did, her did her get my tweet? I got this
3: really great tweet from okay, I sent sure it to. was me. It was so really um,
4: no, but
1: it, it is. It's uh, it just you learn a lot when you when you have a lot to risk when you're putting out something that should be very, very simple. But um, the Marvel audience and Marvel fans are so passionate (coughs) and so hungry for information and news and developments that it does make everything you put out important. So you have to be very thoughtful about how you phrase things and um, what you you
4: share. and you, you kind of live in a secret world, because even going through your offices yesterday, I was like, am I allowed to look at that? Am I allowed to look at that? Look, at, it's all over Sana's walls. Look at it! Look at it! Don't look! Don't look! <laughs> you're you're going to
1: be in trouble! They're going to cut your eyes out! But it, I think that's part of what
4: draws... Are you afraid
1: to sleep talk? No. I think that because what, what what's exciting for fans is the next thing. So yeah. people are getting these comic books and can't wait to grow what, what happens next. If we spoil it, then that's that's terrible for everyone. Yeah. So it's not so much. It, it's more about making sure that everything is
3: awesome when we release a book, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> um, we
1: release a new book, or when we get the next issue out, um, or share some big news. So it that's what's most so important. Are like kind of like birthday parties and all We have like these moments that we celebrate. Yes. 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 Yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. It gets. Uh, it, there are lots of ups and downs. So. Yeah. We should all talk about that after. I need to talk
3: about
4: Thor when this is over. If you guys want to just. Yeah, we're gonna.
5: We're gonna. You guys want to ask some questions, right? I'm sure people have some questions that they want to ask. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to just go to the
3: mic. Step
4: to the mic. <laughs> Hi. Is it on?
3: Is it on? Is it on? I'm loud anyway. Oh my gosh, you're fabulous. Move it down.
4: Um.
0: So my question is, uh, after the New Age of Ultron movie came out, there's been a lot of conversation, to put it nicely, regarding the relationship that grew between uh, Natasha and Bruce. What are your feelings on that side of Natasha and the character growth
4: from that, that kind of thing? Do you want to address that?
1: Uh,
4: oh, Marvel! It's
1: very. I think she's
4: asking what you thought, but <laughs> you here, it was for the panel, right? All to make your the opinions are, are our like yeah, <laughs> My my opinions belong to Matt <laughs> and a fourteen-year-old. You don't really know, or Adrian. None of my so, opinions are mine. I think maybe say you know how do
1: you feel about.
4: Uh, okay, I feel, uh, I gave an interview where I said, Andrea, this is what I said to you, that really, there's a Cornell West quote that says, um, justice is what love looks like in public. So I'm sort of obsessed with Natasha and justice and what makes someone an Avenger and what makes someone a bad butt and there you go and what and so what are all the kinds I'm interested so this is an answer of course not the answer you want but this is I'm interested in in not so much Natasha's who you know who she's with or not with in the movie but I'm interested in the nature of her heart and I'm in fact obsessed with it and for me that has to fundamentally do with Justice, and why someone becomes an Avenger, and also, which you will soon find out about her backstory. And and that's all stuff that is the like the very basis of a character, and what I love about comic books more than anything is how character-driven they are. So, what I, maybe my focus is different, but it, I'm all about her heart. That was really sweet. Right? That was I'm sweet. expecting yeah. clapping. I thought I nailed that one. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that kills. We should all recite that list together. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Could you guys all hear that? Yeah. I think it's great. And this is, of course, always the pressure of being a female creator in a in what has historically been a male-driven industry. So that's my famous quote that it in, in all the I worked at I've worked at more than a dozen game publishers, and uh, the woman's restroom was always my office. Like, that was my jam where I could keep all my stuff, right? <laughs> So that was a different thing because I did feel like I was a woman, specifically always a woman, and answerable to those, to those things. At the same time, I am fundamentally interested in, in non-gender specific issues if you can assert that that exists. And, and so yes, I think that's a great question, and Sana Amina will tell you too, like, you don't necessarily want to only be able to work on female-driven products and projects as a woman. Um, you want to be able to work on whatever you want to work on. I had a great time on Spider-Man, right? And nobody questioned my right to work on Spider-Man, believe it or not, and that was 20 years ago. So, I mean, yes, you want to do what you want to do. You want to get to experience anything as a fan you want to experience. You don't want you know, your own perspectives or opportunities limited, but at the same time, I really hate it when, you know, it's not like a girl can only read a, about a, you know, a female superhero and it's not like a boy can only read about a boy when that's, that stuff (laughs) drives me crazy. There we go. Sorry, I wrote it on my phone so I wouldn't
1: forget. There we go. Okay, so um, as a former cast member, um, and having to sort of have to deal with Natasha being, But a little underrepresented in the Disney stores, do you think that the book specifically will provide an opportunity to see Natasha represented there more, and do you think this novel will also open up other opportunities for other Marvel ladies to also have novels, like Sharon Carter, Peggy, Skye, yeah. and Agent Man? Uh, first of all, how did you
4: know I was a former cast member? Because generally, I don't, you know, people don't know that I act under Well, I am too, so i right the <laughs> <in> same page. <laughs> You know, in my in my life is, uh, you know, I can't
3: even make that joke work faster. The answer is yes.
4: Opportunities are always opportunities. They're opportunities for everyone. The best thing you can do if you want to see someone get a book or get a series is make make it known. Um, and you guys have created that. I mean, really created that. I see it come, you know, my, my Twitter feed explodes, explodes too um, with a lot of particular comments about, you know, things they want to see from Natasha Romanoff. And I love it. And that's the best thing you can do for all of those characters. That's you know, that's how Agent Carter sticks around for another season. Thank goodness. <laughs> and that's how Agent of Shield saves a life. That's how all of this happens. I'm so excited. I, I really do love the stuff that's going on um, with television and Daredevil and really, really excited um, as we were talking about, for more to come there. So, like, yeah, awesome, and <coughs> yes, it will, and so I hope it does. And we're all doing everything we can to to make that happen. And from a
5: publishing perspective, it really is about the story, and we're always looking for just characters and writers who just have these amazing stories and ways to tell their stories. And we have such a rich landscape now with female superheroes and protagonists. That I mean, this is sort of like our moment to really say, okay, this is the time to now tell our stories in a really impactful way, in a way that's not going to be pigeonholed, in a way that's not going to just sort of blanket things. It's really like just focusing on somebody's individual story, growing it, giving the fans what they want, and then t- having you guys say, this was awesome, yeah. this is awesome, we want more, and then we deliver it to you because we really do listen to you guys. You guys are, you know, you're our friends, you're our colleagues, you're our buyers, and you, you guys kind of know what's
4: going on. You guys are, and I
5: mean, you guys are just as much superheroes as us. <laughs> Next question, please. All
3: these questions are really hard and great, I thought.
5: Um, first of all, I want to thank
4: you for everything that you said tonight. It was really, like, it's great. Thank you. Um, that also, is awesome, but I hate to break it to you. It's like four fifteen. So can't, I know how tired you are, but we're we're gonna if, if we're calling this tonight, I'm doomed.
1: Um, and my question is, I know that um, especially in recent years, a lot um, has progressed for women in Marvel. What do you think the next step is for even furthering like representation
4: and off the hook? That's off the hook. I mean, even the even the the tidbits of things I don't even let myself think about, of the whiffs I've caught in the halls off the hook. That's it, you can, that's, what, that's what I think. What do you think? Well, you can't say anything. <laughs> 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 off the hook! I said it. <laughs> it's gonna be my face. It's gonna be good, because the fact that we're
5: having a Women in Marvel panel means And look at all of you. And look at you guys. you still got a lot of work to do. But at the same time, it means that there is a conversation that we like to have, and hopefully, it's just going to be—you know—it'll just be a book, not a, yeah, a, a,
4: yeah, not not a not, a, not a chick book, yeah. yeah,
5: or a dude book,
4: yeah. So, no, Sauna, look, Sauna is like a butt kicker. She, these are these these are superheroes. They're in there doing bad butt work every day, and. And that's a truth, and that—that is like as a Marvel editor, not just not as you know any kind of diversity representation or gender representation or anything. That's just a badass editor. Okay, I said it. You can just xerox that through the rest of the bit. But that's the same thing for you know that's that's what you want, right? You just want uh, Emily Neihan at Disney is the same way. She wants what she wants. You know, this is not just like a general treatment of licensed material, because I I mean, I've never, I would, i I, there's, like, there's no way I would have worked on licensed material that wasn't, like, the greatest honor of my life, which is basically has been, so, like, Marvel and Disney kind of know-how to be careful and cherry-pick and grow brand, and it's really working. I mean, I'm not saying that about myself. I'm saying that in general. I hope it's not working. I'm saying that about you. I mean,
1: they they found an amazing writer yeah. first and a, and a storyteller Woo! first. But I'll just say there's so a lot of thought. It. There's a lot of
4: thought put into it anyway. And it doesn't matter if the book's not good. Like if the content doesn't hold up on its own anyway, right? Like that's the whole point is you have to get everything right and then it all has to deliver anyway as any Marvel story, right? So that's the pressure. No pressure! No <laughs> <The> pressure! No <laughs> pressure! <laughs> Okay,
0: moving on, because I've got it um, moving Thank on. Thank you. Um, so we've been talking a lot about how there are some really wonderful female characters right now and some great stories
5: for them, but there's also been a lot of backlash after the, the most recent Avengers movie with how little merchandising there's been for yeah. Natasha specifically. Um, so I just wanted to sort of get a feel for what you think of
3: that.
4: Uh, I, look, I, uh, backlash is real, culture moves loudly and slowly, right, so you you making your noise is not ever a bad thing. I personally, as a fan, loved hearing what Mark Ruffalo thought, you know, about his take on the merchandising and all those things. But I also know, you know, um, like this is a product of your guys' interest in Black Widow, so you may not be getting exactly the things you want, but I'm telling you you're how this happened for sure, so you know it is. It is. Pro- I view it all in the lens of progress, and I say expressing yourself is never a bad thing. And I'm not saying that as an official purveyor of toys or anything else. <laughs> you know, for the lack of merch
5: that you can buy at big box stores, I mean, there's some people who are probably in this audience making some really amazing stuff, and they're like Etsy shops or posting on, on Facebook. So for whatever is not available mass, you guys are making it for, for each other
4: and for me and for them and so keep doing that too. Yeah. Making noise and making stuff. Yeah, make stuff. <laughs> hashtag make noise, hashtag make stuff. <laughs> Thanks. Hi, Thank um, you.
1: I'm a little short. <laughs> um, <laughs> First of all, a huge beautiful creatures fan. I loved it. Every bit. Whoa. A little bit of movie nice. situation. Yeah,
4: yeah. Yes, really we can free. talk. We should have a But,
1: um, so my <laughs> question
0: is kind of similar. Um, I know, at least for me, I'm a huge fan of all of the movies, which is not upset that we're all here. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Black Widow isn't going to get her on the movie that it breaks my heart a little bit that it's harder for women to break out on the big screen. You know, we've got some Asian Carter happening, but it's still. Smaller in comparison
1: to like
4: huge Yeah, and I'm super excited about Jessica Jones, by the way. <laughs> well, like the fact that
1: I have to wait, you know, yeah. so long for these things to happen. And I'm like, when is my
0: actual Wonder Woman movie gonna happen? You know, it's just like makes me sad. And I was kind of wondering
1: if doing this book might actually pave the way for Black Widow to get her own movie because she deserves it. I
4: mean, actually, I my only comment on that ever, and I've said it now 40, 40 probably 47,000 times, just is that, uh, like any of you, I'll be first in line at eating popcorn in the front row. <laughs> like as a fan, that's how I care about it the most. But, um, you know, it's kind of the same answer I said, is there progress is progress, and noise is noise, and I love hearing everything from you guys online. And I know you care about the character as much as I do. You know, or more, depending on, you know, I can't judge, I can't judge the contents of your heart people, but I, I'm, going, I'm going on the assumption with, that we all care. So it's like a, you know, it is what it is. We move, we move. The wheel of fortune moves slower uh, and forward, and real progress is always incremental, right? But um, that's not an apology, that's just me saying, keep doing what you're doing, I'll keep doing what I'm doing, and the future is gonna change. And we see you. Yeah. And we hear you. <laughs> and you're wearing uh, black widow colors, so that's cool.
3: Yeah.
5: yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right.
4: Hello. Hi. I'm like her like, and I'm super tall, so I'm going to. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. But, I feel uh, you. So I was just wondering, um, like me personally, I want to promote more Black Widow stuff, Agent Carter, of course. Yeah. Um, but I don't know where to start. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be another person just sitting on Tumblr reblogging gifs of amazing
5: Agent Carter moments. Mm-hmm.
1: But um, like, what can I do? Like, I like writing, I like drawing, but I'm not best at it. So, like, where should it that's well, like, we start?
4: And you mean where should you start? In how terms of she can she contribute to the fandom
1: oh, of, okay. of women in gosh? That's an it. awesome idea. Well, first of all, you just said that, yeah.
4: <laughs> so that's cool. But you know what? Adrian will get back to you because that's a great question. Well, is it
1: something that you want to do professionally or more as a I mean, that'd be awesome. We're going to start now. Start a blog. Uh, The biggest piece of advice I give to literally everybody who wants to go in any sort of related field is to start a blog and just start writing about what you care about. And uh, it doesn't matter if people read it. It's going to be something that you can use to uh, make your craft better. And also, if you're applying to jobs later on and they want to know if you have any experience You say, well, I have my own blog. Yeah, you do do that and
4: then you start hashtagging and you reach out to, you know, you have a a piece of fan art you like, you retweet it, I see it, I retweet it. I mean, it's it's a network of, of shared passions, that's like, you know, quintessential fandom. But yeah, speak into the void, contribute to the fandom, that's awesome.
5: Just be authentic about it, because there are people out there who just kind of want to be a part of the noise. But if you're authentic about it, people are going to really gravitate towards it. And
1: uh, by authentic too, it means get all the information, get all the different sides, get all the aspects of whatever is happening, and um, be really knowledgeable and passionate about it.
4: That sounds like a lot of pressure. I don't know. Do it now.
1: (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I could. I mean, get out on your
4: way home on your phone. I mean, I I will.
2: Trust me, I will. And um, this
4: coming Comic Con. Will either be cosplaying as Black Widow or Superwoman? So,
5: this is my this is this, this, is, this is my Saturday <laughs> outfit.
4: <laughs> yes, I know you're we're love getting love into the home stretch, stretch of time. Me.
5: Yep. So, we're so really we're still still me. Me. all right, let's hear it.
0: Um, I know this is a slightly different direction, but the Black Widow has been represented in comics. She's been represented in movies, and now she's represented in a book. Um, what do you think writing down your narration, like, what are some of the advantages and disadvantages of telling your story through a novel as opposed to any other medium?
4: That's a great Thank question.
0: It's a hard one. I pass. <laughs> guys,
4: time? guys, guys! No. It's, it is fabulous. It is a huge challenge because it's not a few seconds here or there, and it's not a sketch. You have to you know, writing specifically um, in the point of view, right, so giving words to the point of view of Natasha Romanov, the, the single person in maybe all of Marvel who least wants anyone to know sometimes what's going on in her head. Um, so it is tricky because you have to give voice to that. Um, so I would say they're all different. I love visuals. I, lo- I get a lot of, I get I get a lot of I get fed by and you know, looking at, I love fan art I some of it's insane I mean I spend a lot of time looking at art about the fandoms I love like a ridiculous amount of time but um but I definitely think it's a different thing to like render out a full novel that has the insides of people's uh, heads in it and the details of a world you know and so really what that's why we've had to be so careful and work so closely both on the Disney publishing side and the Marvel. You know, that's why Sana and Emily and everyone has been so important, because you just don't want to mess it up. So the question is it is different. The question uh, the, the answer is it is different. The answer is in a book there's a lot more you have to do in terms of the specifics, nailing down the specifics. And yes, everyone does sort of have their take on the canon. So you know there's people are gonna agree or disagree and there will be slippery stuff, but you just like This one, I just had to make sure Marvel and Disney were on the table with it. Thank you, great question. I feel like you guys should have like a numerical scale, like a little garage clicker in your, where you can say that was a 72, that was an 84. You're
3: failing. I mean winning. And These are our last two questions, no pressure to you guys. (laughs) So um, I was wondering if any of you Ever read
1: any of the fan fiction? Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> Are you asking if we write it? <laughs> <laughs> read it, like read it. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> You're good.
4: <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um. We spend a lot of time in the uh, in the universe. That's all I can say.
3: <laughs>
1: I
4: don't read it, but
1: I see what happens on Tumblr, and some of it is naughty.
4: <laughs> Not
1: so I do yes. So that's a hilarious <laughs> question,
4: thank you for playing. <laughs> Alright, our inside we have I
1: a... I don't I don't know how to answer it, pressure. Alright. Wow. Seeing this out, the, the Black Widow
5: name mm-hmm. is... I guess it's, it's uh, synonymous with, with uh, a female killing a male character but the spider kills men.
4: Um, she kills a lot of men. She's sort of an equal opportunity killer. She she, you know, there's a lot there's a whole lot of killing. You done bad, you're gonna
3: die. Do you think (laughs) that has helped or hurt her popularity or the way that she can be or will be marketed like in
5: toys or merchandise and
4: stuff like that. Seeing that I think she you know what I think she's powerful and deadly.
3: And that, but I, I don't personally associate her,
4: I mean historically maybe that's one of the things that's changed over time, right? I don't, I don't associate her that way just because I've now seen her do so much damage to other imaginary people in my head. (laughs) (laughs) But alas, every comic book. Um, so I don't know if that kind of gendered violence originally ever meant anything specifically. But in general, I mean I'm sure the way she looks has had a lot to do with what people have thought about her over time. I mean, we were talking today the red hair is sort of a signature, you know, thing, and that is fabulous. It's her, it's you know, one of her fabulous qualities, but it's not she's not only about red hair, you know, or other things. But she's definitely like um definitely the last fifty years has has changed the way she the way she looks and, and the way she uh, She's functioned, I'm sure. Culturally, I just wasn't there before, you know. And now, I don't, I don't see it as big about that. I just see her as being dangerous and iron-willed and um, strong, steely, powerful, uh, a riddle, a mystery, connected to a lot of things. She's very reluctant to share. Um, really smart, very funny. She should not say some of the things she says. Um, Capable of interesting relationships. uh, Troubled. Um, You know, she's a million things, and I'm and I'm interested in exploring really all of them. So that's my blah blah.